0: I, out the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump in the lead. Golly. Oh, they tackle him in the corner. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can! I <laughs> can! <laughs> Alright, what's going on guys? It's Friday, October 26th, and we are going to have an awesome podcast today. On the episode today, we will be breaking down the Thursday night fantasy football bonanza that we had last night as multiple players went off and ended up being a really good game, which I don't think many of us were expecting After that, we will jump in and do the Sunday preview show, or show, I call it a show, the Sunday previews uh, for all the games uh, for the early slate, afternoon slate, and the Sunday night game. And then I will give you guys my cover for my four bold predictions uh, at each position Uh, not really any news today so i'm not really going to jump in and do anything news wise the only uh, thing came out of last night's game uh, where will fuller did get hurt and uh, he ended up tearing his acl and will be out for the year ouch down population you bro oh it's a deep burn oh it's so deep ah oh i could barely lift my right arm (sighs) You have your ubulus muscle that connects to the upper dorsimus. Obviously, uh, that sucks, not just for Houston Texan uh, fans, but for... Fantasy owners, as well as Will Fuller, has just really looked good. He's really struggled with injuries uh, throughout his NFL career, but it just looked awesome this year. Was by far their most explosive weapon, especially down the field. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is their best wide receiver, but what Will Fuller could do stretching the field was just awesome. Uh, sucks to see him have an injury like that. Um, you know, obviously. Most timetables look at a year, so likely fantasy wise, you're not getting him back till right around this time next year, maybe a little earlier if we're lucky. So, sucks to see such a such a good player, such a fun guy to watch, uh, go down like that. That really is all the news that we've got for today. Nothing else. I mean, there's a couple injuries of guys who are doubtful, but we'll talk about those uh, in the game preview. So, with that being said, let us go ahead and recap Thursday night post game show is brought to you by christ i can't find it the hell with it all right gotta love the uke man love bob uker so for the game recap of last night uh it ended up being a great game between the dolphins and the texans uh with the texans coming away with a huge victory here 42 to 23 so for the Dolphins side here brock osweiler i thought actually still played a very good game uh Put up 241 yards, uh, just one interception, no touchdowns. So, you know, obviously with the no touchdowns, uh, really didn't come through for you in fantasy. But again, I thought played very well uh, in the NFL game, getting you just 8.6 points in fantasy. Uh, For the running backs, I mean, Canyon Drake had himself a game, and finally, while him and uh, Frank Gore still split carries in this game, uh, and why I still don't understand, I mean, I guess I do somewhat understand, I shouldn't say that, as Gore still ran the ball fairly well, but they both got 12 carries, Canyon Drake, though, 58 yards, got the one touchdown, and then, of course, also got a touchdown in the receiving game, 37 yards, getting a, a nice pass from Danny Amendola, actually. Uh, but Drake just looked awesome. Adam Gase is really doing a good job finding ways to get him the ball and get him involved more in this offense. I think it's finally time for the Drake to be pushed back into your starting lineup if you guys pulled him out. He's, he's going to be more utilized than Frank Gore going forward, in my opinion. Uh, did get you the 22 points in fantasy. Uh, as I said, Gore did get 12 carries as well, 53 yards. So, you know, 4.4 yards a carry is still very good against a good de- uh, Houston defense. Um, but I just liked what I saw out of Kenyon Drake more. He looked like the more explosive player. For their receivers here, so Devontae Parker, after years and years and years of frustration with this guy, uh, he showed us again why so many people fell in love with him so many years ago coming out of that rookie draft. Uh, Back in the 15 draft, let me see here, what was he, uh, the 14th pick in that 15, in 2015 draft, so, you know, a lot of people obviously had a lot of high hopes for this kid, he looked very good coming out of Maryland, uh, and had a huge game for the Dolphins this week, getting the, just, I mean, 6 catches for 134 yards, didn't get a touchdown, was just missed on a touchdown though. But, you know, 16 points in fantasy for a guy who has done nothing all year. Uh, It was great to see, and hopefully this is just the start of it. Uh, They're going to have to lean on him as they really don't have anybody else with all the injuries they've suffered. Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson, uh, Danny Amendola came through for you in fantasy as well, mostly because of the four points he got out of that touchdown uh, that he threw to Kenyon Drake, but also added 43 yards and five catches. For the Texans side here, I mean god was I wrong about Deshaun Watson because that dude had himself a game. I had him projected for just 18 points. Um I thought that the Miami defense not necessarily would be able to slow him down. Uh but would you know just make it a little bit harder for him to do what he did. He ended up putting up 239 yards in the air. Added fourteen on the ground and throwing for five touchdowns, coming through with thirty one points for fantasy. Just a huge game for him. And he's continuing kind of this this up and down season of his. He's done this multiple weeks now where he's put up, you know, huge numbers for three weeks in a row. And, you know, in the upper twenties and 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 lower thirties, and then comes back and gets you multiple games in like single digits. So, hopefully, this is more him leveling out and continuing to be a more consistent quarterback. Because I think all Deshaun Watson owners would love to see that. For the running backs here, Lamar Miller, man, just giving me the one-finger salute yet again this week as he comes through with 19 points for fantasy, getting 133 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, Alfred Blue put up 42 yards on the ground, though, you know, not much for fantasy, just 4.2 points. Can't imagine you were starting him anyway, unless you were really desperate. Uh, But still... You know, Lamar Miller, he's he's going to get the ball here. Maybe I need to stop hating on the guy because there's really no one who's going to challenge him. I did see a report yesterday that Dante Foreman does not look like he's that close to coming back. Uh, so, you know, he may be something. Lamar Miller may be a worthy RB two the rest of the season if, if Foreman m- might possibly not even come back until some point in time next year. For the wide receivers, so again, we talked about Will Fuller earlier uh, at the beginning of the podcast with his injury, but he balled out before the injury getting five catches for 124 yards and a touchdown, getting you 20 points in fantasy. Uh, Again, stuck so much to see that guy go down. Obviously, they're going to have to rely more on now Kiki Kuti, and then probably Sammy Coates, although I would trust Kuti more than I would Coates. And then, of course, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean... I think you can make a legitimate argument that this guy is the best wide receiver in the league. The points that he puts up, the catches that he makes. I mean, I remember that one-handed catch he made against Pittsburgh. He made a great catch this week, kind of using his groin area, quote-unquote, to make the catch. And then they ended up calling pass interference on the offense. I don't know how they can call pass interference on him on that play, but... uh, It was just an awesome catch, Uh, and he's done it with just multiple horrible quarterbacks and still manages to put up the yards. I don't understand why he doesn't get a lot of the love and respect that it seems so many of these other wide receivers get. Uh, but he, he came through for you, obviously, in fantasy with 23 points. Did get you two touchdowns in this game with six catches and 82 yards. Uh, and then, obviously, the Texans' tight end came through for you. Not that anybody was starting him in Jordan Thomas. He got you two touchdowns with literally and 29 yards on four catches. So I highly doubt anybody started Thomas. Not somebody I would run to the wire and pick up next week. I think he was just one of those weeks. And he came through for you. So that right there is the recap of the Thursday night game. Hope you guys loved the little Bob Uecker drop there at the beginning. I think I'm going to start using that now for all of my recap stuff. Uh, just because I love you can I love Major League, it's such a, such a great movie. I'm, I'm working on getting some more stuff uh, to kind of symbolize what I'm going to be moving into. Except for me just literally telling you guys, I don't have anything for game previews, but that is what I'm going to jump into now. And we will be starting with the first game I have here, which is the Redskins and the Giants. Redskins sitting at 4-2, and, and the Giants obviously still at 1-6. and six. Surprisingly, the Giants have a, a 58% shot at winning this game, and they are one-point favorites. So, for the Redskins, Alex Smith. I expect him to just continue being Alex Smith. Um, you know, he's... Had, you know, himself Alex Smith days so far this year. Uh, putting up, you know, 170-something yards and a touchdown, maybe two most weeks. And I expect that him to do that again this week. Uh, this Giants uh, team defense now does not have quite the pass rush they had with Snacks Harrison gone. Obviously, Eli Apple was traded as well, though he had been struggling in that secondary. Uh, so, I expect Alex Smith, though, to have the same... Really, the the same kind of play that he has all season long, and right around in that thirteen to fifteen range. Uh, right now, Jamison Crowder is out. Chris Thompson is questionable. And so is Paul Richardson. I believe Paul Richardson is expected to play. Uh, so I would think that Paul Richardson uh, could be a decent play here. I could see him getting uh, a fairly deep touchdown. Uh, uh, you know something long down the field other than him though i'm not feeling it for anybody else but adrian peterson i think uh i think the redskins are going to get up uh fairly early in this game and they're going to use peterson to kind of run out the clock on the giants obviously i'm hoping uh personally i'm hoping chris thompson plays cuz i just i i, I think the, that he's a really good player obviously all the fantasy owners who have him are hoping he's going to play Uh, Because he's been extremely dynamic most of the season. Uh, Obviously, he's missed two weeks already. He did practice fully last week. uh, And I believe he's been practicing so far this week. So hopefully, he gets in there and plays. Because I do think he'll be able to do some damage as well. But if he's out, uh, like I said, it's going to be all Adrian Peterson all day long. Wide receiver wise, uh, as I said, I think if Paul Richardson plays, he probably has a good shot at scoring here. I think he's really their only deep threat. I'm not trusting Josh Doxson, Michael Floyd, or Maurice Harris. Uh, and and in all honesty, I probably wouldn't trust Jordan Reed either, but they're going to have to score. So. If, like I said, Chris Thompson plays, I think he has a good chance of scoring if they get down in the red zone. Obviously, Adrian Peterson does as well. Uh, And then, uh, I mean, I guess if you've got Jordan Reed, you've got to play him because chances are you don't have anybody better. For the Giants side of things here, I mean, I think it's, it's fairly obvious at this point. Even though Eli had a great game last week and throwing almost 400 yards, I just don't think you can play him. I think uh, it's it's time to sit, Eli, unless you're truly, truly desperate. Uh, there's obviously been some talks that they might even give Kyle Lalletta a shot here in the coming weeks once the Giants are mathematically eliminated to see what they have in him. I actually kind of liked Kyle Lalletta coming out of Richmond. Uh, would definitely love to see him get into a game and see what he looks like. For running backs here, obviously Saquon Barkley, you're starting him no matter what. Um, not necessarily a tough matchup here against the Redskins, so the Redskins do have a very good defense. I expect Barkley to just continue doing what Barkley does and putting up a lot of points in the receiving game and then getting you anywhere from 40 to 80, 100 yards in the rushing game. And he's likely going to score this week as he's really their most explosive weapon. For wide receivers, um, so OBJ I actually do think is going to have a good game this week. I have him ranked fairly high this week again. At number one overall, and a lot of that is due to the fact that I think uh, a lot of people are a little worried about him and the Norman thing. Again, I don't think that's going to affect him. I think he's going to... Not necessarily man up, but step up here and uh, kind of shut up Josh Norman with this play on the field. Uh, I'm expecting him to just completely ball out here. Uh, Sterling Shepard, I think, could have himself a fairly good game as well. I don't expect both of these guys to go over 100 like they did on Monday night. Uh, But I do expect both to have good games. I actually think OBJ is going to go over 100 and score again, while Sterling Shepard is probably going to get you close to... To 80 yards, uh, Evan Ingram. Um, I'm still a little hesitant on putting him back out there, just because he, while he looked completely healthy, I think, especially because they gave him a rush in that game on Monday night, uh, they did seem hesitant to kind of target him quite often. I'd like to see that increase before I throw him in my lineup. Uh, and for me, I have the the Washington Redskins winning this game. Next up my cleveland browns going up against the pittsburgh steelers their hated rivals so what are we supposed to do i mean we have to be careful that we don't hurt each other right i cannot listen to any of your instructions or you are my sworn enemy and are about to meet your demise so, for the Brownies here, uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm expecting him to actually have a good game. Um, you know, obviously, he did not play in this first matchup. It was Tyrod Taylor. Uh, and while Tyrod struggled at first in this game, and it was kind of, it looked like almost in the middle of a swamp with the way it was raining and the way the field looked there in Cleveland, uh, They he, he actually looked fairly good in the second half. And I expect that to continue. Uh, the Steelers obviously have improved slightly throughout the year, um, but they won't. I think it's going to be interesting because I don't think the Steelers are going to take the Browns lightly. I felt like they did kind of take them a little bit lightly in that week one game. And the Browns, you know, should have capitalized and won that game and they didn't and tied. Um, I don't see the Steelers doing that this time. They are an 88% favorite and are <laughs> given 8.5 points. So, I mean, a lot of people are not expecting this to be necessarily close. I mean, a touchdown is still somewhat a close game, but... I expect it to be much closer than that. If the Steelers win, I actually have the Browns winning. If the Steelers win, I think they're going to win by like three points. Uh, but again, I think Baker's going to have a good game here. Um, my, my fear with Baker is that he's just been holding on to the ball a little bit too long. Uh, and obviously, the Steelers' defensive line is still very, very good. Sorry about that, if you heard that. Um, and so I'm a little worried that they're going to be able to get to him and sack him quite often. Uh, but I still think he's going to be able to put up points against the secondary for the running backs. So Nick Chubb uh, had an had an okay debut obviously last week. Um, I do think that he's going to struggle a little bit this week against this defense. Again, I think that they're they're up their front line his their front line is their only line. Um, Their front line, though, is really good. Um, I do have Chubb at 13 this week. I think he's going to get about 15 points. I do think Duke might have himself a good game here, especially if the Browns get down early. They'll be using Duke a lot more uh, because they'll be passing the ball a lot more. Uh, For the wide receivers, uh, I'm not really sold on anybody but Jarvis at this point. I mean, I do think Jarvis can have himself a good game here. Uh, Obviously came through great for you last week with the 97 yards and a touchdown. Don't expect him to get quite 97 yards, but he has been targeted an insane amount lately. Got 15 targets last week. I expect him to get right around that this week and probably get you close to 80 or 90 yards again, but I don't think he scores here for Callaway um i just i don't think he's anything more of but like a gpp play right now um i it's just cuz you cannot trust him to come through for you every week uh he's really struggled catching the ball here uh, i was really high on him i thought he had a chance to be the best wide receiver in this class he still does uh, but just has not looked good like i said he he's struggled catching the ball so unless you're just wanting some like deep you know, throwing, uh, a dart throw kind of a player, I, I would steer clear of Callaway. Uh, and really the only other player that has any fantasy value in my eyes is David Njoku at tight end. I have him being the number four tight end this week. I think he's just going to continue to eat and dominate for this offense. I'm uh, sorry. I've actually been the number three tight end with 14.8 points, um, and I think he's going to get really. He really is going to get close to that because I think he can just get by these linebackers. And and Baker looks for him in the tough situations and down in the red zone. I think that Injoku is going to score and put up a fair amount of yards here for the Steelers so obviously Big Ben uh is a must start he's at home he's always succeeded especially in fantasy when playing at home and then of course he's against the Browns where he has tended to be a Browns killer even back in week 1 with all the turnovers and everything he still put up points just due to the yards and the about a touchdowns that he threw uh so he is definitely an easy start for me at running back you got James Conner who, again, same thing, easy start. I've got him up at number three for me at RBs this week. He torched the Browns back in week one, um, and we nobody expected him to really keep the job and keep going as we all thought Le'Veon Bell would be back sooner rather than later, and he is yet still to come back. So I expect James Conner to just continue and do the same thing. The Browns have really struggled to stop the run lately, and I think they're going to continue to struggle to stop the run in this game against Conner. For the wide receivers, Antonio Brown and Juju are the only two guys that I'm really looking at here. Um, I actually think Juju's going to have himself a good game. I know A.B. went off last time against the Browns, but because they were kind of shifting coverages at time over to Juju. I think they're going to do the same thing but over to Antonio, and I think Juju's going to come through big for you. I think uh, he's going to get open, and they're not going to be afraid to hit him where they need to either in the middle of the field or closer on down by the red zone and expect him to make a play. Again, I have the Browns winning this game here, um, but I, I might be wrong. That might be a little bit of my homerism coming through there. But you know what? I don't care. I w- I want the Brownies to win this next game. I mean, oh man! So the the four and three Ravens and the four and two Panthers are going at it. Baltimore, the two point five favorite, um, are the fifty one percent. Favorite to win it as well. Um, Definitely has a very interesting storyline with it. But I'll get into that in a minute. So for the Falcons, Joe Flacco has actually been playing very good. And is someone I would actually trust to play this week. Uh, I do like the Panthers defense. I do think that they have the ability to shut people down. But I love the way that Flacco has been playing and the way this offense has looked. For the running backs, Alex Collins, I'm just, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure that you can start him. I'm not sure he's worth a start. That being said, uh, I mean, you if you're desperate, you have to start him. But I don't think he does anything more than a wide, res- or wide receiver running back, too. Don't see Javorius Allen doing much in this game, either. Uh, he's kind of struggled the past couple weeks. Hasn't scored, I think, in the past three weeks. Uh, I even if they get down, I don't see him getting a full workload here. I think it's all Alex Collins in this game. And then even then, I, I don't expect Alex Collins to have a huge game. Either. I expect him to get maybe 18, 19 carries and get you, you know 80-something yards. And then if he scores, he'll, he'll come through for you for fantasy. Four wide receiver. Before I talk about the Baltimore Ravens wide receivers, I completely forgot to talk about Pittsburghs. I apologize about that. Uh, but I expect Juju and Ab to have huge games. So that now that that's out there, like that was really something that could not have been projected. For the Ravens, um, John Brown is the guy I'm leaning toward here. I think he has a good game. Uh, While I like the Panthers' secondary, it's obviously beatable, uh, and I think John Brown has a better shot at doing that Uh, than Michael Crabtree. I could see Crabtree getting a fair amount of points in PPR leagues and possibly, uh, possibly scoring, which at that point he'll come through for you. But I expect John Brown to put up a fairly good game here. Um, For tight end, not much here for Baltimore, obviously. If you've got to start one, I'd lean Mark Andrews as he's been getting more of the playing time, and he did score last week. For Carolina side here, so their quarterback, Cam Newton, was was called, um, well, he was called a dinosaur earlier this week by Ed Reed. (laughs) And you know what? It actually, well, listen... that's right guys cam newton is a dinosaur and it makes sense really it really does you know he's he's big he's scary shows a lot of teeth whether he's happy or mad you could really equate him to a t-rex which really actually kind of makes a lot of sense you know with the short arms because he well tends to short arm throws uh, but um tss. you happy fatty make a funny All the joking aside here though i actually think cam newton's gonna have himself a good game uh A lot of people are not giving them a good chance, a very big chance to win this game. Uh, It's right there, kind of right there. They're giving 47 percent chance. Baltimore is favored again with the 2.5 points, but I like Cam Newton in this game. I'm picking the the Carolina Panthers to win this game. I think Cam obviously has that upside uh, with the rushing, um, especially when he gets down in the red zone. He loves to rush, run in for those touchdowns. I think he's going to get one this week. I think he's going to put up a, a a decent amount of points in this game, mostly because I think Christian McCaffrey's going to have a huge game here. So again, McCaffrey, I don't expect him to do a lot in the rushing game. He has kind of struggled there lately. Carolina has seemed to kind of move away from giving him a heavy workload in the rushing attack, but I do expect him to get up a lot of points uh, in the receiving game here. He's, he's been very good at it lately where a lot of his points have really been coming through for him I expect him to put up a fair amount of points here I have him fairly high this week in my rankings have him at 6 have him just scored just under 20 points uh, in this game so I expect both those guys to come through for their wide receivers though uh, I'm not expecting much out of Devin Funches in this game uh, he's by far their best wide receiver at least in my opinion again I would love to see more out of Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore but they're just not doing enough with them to trust them uh not sure. I mean, I just don't think you can trust Bird or Jarius, right? So really just Funches, and I don't think Funchess is going to put up much here. I think it's going to get you maybe 40, 50 yards. If he scores, he's going to come through for you. I think he's just a wide receiver three this week against a really good Baltimore defense. Greg Olson, um, I think, could come through for you in this game. Again, for Olsen, I think a lot of his uh, value is tied to what he does in the red zone. If if they get him the ball in the red in the end zone, obviously he's going to come through for you. As tight end is just such a bad position right now, uh, he really does have to score for you to come through. And again, I do have the Panthers winning this game. Then next up is the early Sunday morning game: the Eagles and the Jaguars, both three and four in London, and. Very interesting game just to, at the beginning of the year. Thought this might be, uh, honestly, could have been considered a Super Bowl uh, preview game. Uh, has not quite looked that way so far. Philly getting the 62% uh, uh, or pick, I guess, to win this game or given 62%. Uh, and they are the three point favorite. So for Philly's side here, Carson Wentz, I think he's a start. The Jaguars' defense has just struggled here. I I have him a little bit farther down in my ranks than usual. I have him right around 12. The exact number I have him at is 13, but I still have him projected at 22 points. Uh, You know, I I do think he's going to be able to put up some points on this team. I don't expect it to be, you know, a a 12 9 game or anything like that. I actually expect there to be some points scored in this game, and that's going to come from Wentz and his arm. In the rushing attack, uh, Wendell Smallwood is going to likely be giving the best. Given the bulk of the carries here, uh, maybe with Josh Adams and Corey Clement kind of splitting off from him. I like Clement just because I like what he does in the receiving game. Uh, He would be my guy this week to get the most points out of all of those guys. Uh, And at wide receiver, I'm just... I think it's going to be a Nelson Aguilar game, if I'm being honest. I think that uh, Jalen Ramsey is obviously going to be on Alshon Jeffrey, which I think is going to limit him even though he's been balling out here lately. I think that he's going to be able to shut him down somewhat even though Ramsey hasn't looked 100% healthy, so I think Aguilar, uh, especially if he's moved some into the slaughter, even really if he's been on the other side of Ramsey, uh, I believe A.J. Bouillet has already been ruled out in this game. So I could see Aguilar eating a little bit here and, and, and putting up a fair amount of points. Um, let me see here. Yes, Bouye has already been ruled out. For the Jaguars, uh, I mean, Blake Bortles is going to start. Please, dear God, do not start him. Do take the zero. Bench him, take a zero. I Actually, I probably shouldn't say that because I think Blake Bortles could actually have a decent game here. He, he knows he's on the hot seat. He's being blamed for all the Jaguars' problems. Uh, he's 3-0 and in London. He just seems to play well there. And then also when they're wearing those disgusting mustard jerseys, he seems to play well as, as well. Uh so I do expect him to have a, a somewhat decent game here. For the running backs, uh goodness. So you got Carlos Hyde, who's likely gonna be the main down ba- or the main guy here uh, with TJ Yeldon kinda, I would imagine, getting most of the receiving work. I just really don't know what to expect out of Hyde here. This game is gonna be so hard to figure out. Philly has a top defense against the run right now. Uh, I, I think Hyde has a shot to be a low RB2 flex upside play uh, and same with Yeldon although Yeldon I think is really more of a flex upside play than anything else I would not play him as a wide receiver two I'm a running back to I'm sorry and then for the wide receivers here. I think Didi Westbrook has the best shot at any of these guys to put up points. Uh, After him, it's Keelan Cole. Uh, If Cody Kessler comes in, obviously D.J. Chark will look good, but there's no way you're going to be able to know that ahead of the game unless they just come out and announce it, which I doubt they're going to do. So for me, I'd lean Didi as I think he's got the best shot at putting up points here. And I have the Eagles winning this game, I'm sure by no surprise to many. Next up, we have what should be a very interesting game in the 3-4 and four Denver Broncos going up against the 6-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. So, for Broncos' side here, um, Desha- Deshaun Hamilton has been ruled out. Really it for them, fantasy-wise. Uh, I'm not... So, they actually had a very good matchup the first time. That first half that these two teams played each other earlier in the season, Denver did a very good job of shutting down Kansas City, and they were in the game the entire time. I do think that they have a chance to, to really replicate their success that they had against Kansas City the last time I think they're going to play them much of the same way. I just don't expect Case Keenum to have a huge game here. Obviously, with the Broncos releasing Chad Kelly earlier in the week due to his drunken stumble into somebody's house, uh, I, I don't expect anybody else to come in here behind him, so I feel like he's got some of the pressure off him, which may let him play... Uh, A little bit better. Uh, the The Chiefs here were able to shut down Emmanuel Sanders last time they played. I think that's going to happen here again. Um, I'm not expecting a huge game out of Demarius Thomas, but I do think Cortland Sutton could have a good game here in what could be Demarius Thomas's last game. With the Broncos as well, I expect him to score a touchdown. Uh, and then Philip Lindsey obviously is going to ball out here for Denver as Royce Freeman is out as well. I did forget to mention him earlier. Uh, he is out. Philip Lindsey, you know, I've talked about him all year. Dude has got all kinds of skill, is a legit running back. Uh, he'll get a bulk of the carries with Devontae Booker getting some. I have Philip Lindsay as my number 10 running back this week. For the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, he's an automatic start. Don't even think about it. Just plug him into your lineup. I don't care how good this Denver Broncos defense could be. They're going. Patrick Mahomes is going to put up points. Uh, I think really for them in the receiving game, it's going to be Tyree Killen and, and Travis Kelsey. I don't see much getting or coming from from Sammy Watkins or Chris Conley here. I think Tyree Kill is going to be able to get you some points in Travis Kelsey as well. And then obviously Kareem Hunt. I don't expect him to go off here. I know Denver has been gashed uh, in the defense uh, lately here by running backs. I think that Kareem Hunt is going to be able to put up points. I don't think he's going to get you maybe 50, 60 yards rushing and maybe a touchdown. I do expect him to get you some points, though, in the receiving game, likely getting you about 40 yards in the receiving game. And, uh, so we'll put you over a hundred and get you a touchdown. And I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game. The next game up, we've got the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions, both three and three. Uh, Detroit the three, given three points, and uh, Seattle though is a fifty-seven, given the fifty-seven percent chance to win this game for Seattle. Russell Wilson, uh, little uh, little magic, Russell. He. Uh, I don't have him very high this week at all, actually. I think this Denver De- Denver defense, the Detroit defense got much better getting Snacks Harrison in there. Uh, I think that Russell, while he does do a good job of creating stuff outside the pocket, is going to struggle doing that in this game. I've got him down at 17 uh, this week uh, with, you know, like I said, Snacks Harrison in this defense. I think that they've been improving all year. I think that they're going to be able to get to him a little bit, and I just don't think he's got the players on the outside to help him out. For running back, obviously it's going to be down to Chris Carson and Rashad Penny yet again. I do expect them to be pretty close in their carry splits. I would take Chris Carson over Rashad Penny at this moment just because he's he's more proven. Uh, But I do think that this is when Rashad Penny is going to start taking his control of or taking control of this backfield if he's going to with them coming off the bye he's likely gotten more work throughout the bye and and during practice and everything so I'd imagine if he's going to become the the running back one for this team this is the week that it starts uh but until it happens you just can't trust him you've got to go for Chris Carson and the wide receivers here I think it's just Doug Baldwin I know that um David Moore has had a couple good weeks but uh Dog Baldwin is the unquestioned one here. He, he's an easy play for me. And uh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett as well. I think he's got the big play ability. I would take both of these guys in this matchup. For the Lions side here. So much like uh, Russell Wilson, I'm not high on Matt Stafford this week either. I've got him down at 16. Uh, I just think that both these guys are they're going to get some points. But I think they're going to struggle at times against this defense. For the running backs here, I think it's all carry-on all day long. Uh, He obviously showed what he could do last week when given the ball uh, as the lead back. While I don't expect carry-on to go off for over 100 yards and a touchdown again, I do think that he has himself a good day and leads this backfield. For the wide receivers, um, I think Golden Tate has the best matchup here. Uh, I do expect him to have the best game out of all these guys as well, followed very closely by Kenny Galladay and then Marvin Jones. Don't expect Michael Roberts to do much here, the tight end who just went off for the, uh, the Lions last week. And I actually have the Lions winning this game. Next up, we have got the uh, 3-3 and Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the 4-3 and Cincinnati Bengals, with the Bengals being the 3.5 favorites. And Cincinnati, given the 64% chance of winning this game, so for Tampa Bay, uh, Jameis Winston obviously he's he's a must start. I think he's uh, been putting up a just a ton of points as he's come back. Uh, the Cincinnati defense has actually kind of struggled against uh, the pass here lately. I expect uh, Jameis Winston to just come out throwing the ball like a madman and trying to put up points. Uh, I have him ranked on here this week. As my number five quarterback, uh, you know I have Andy Dalton at eleven. You know, not too far behind him, at least points wise. Uh, just because I expect this game to be a shootout, both of these uh, defenses have just been susceptible to the passing game, uh, and I expect both these guys to take advantage of it. At running backs, here for Tampa Bay is where things get interesting. So. Peyton Barber has been sitting out most of the week uh, dealing with some injury issues. I think that uh, with his ankle, uh, to be exact, Ronald Jones has been getting a lot of the work. Uh, They have said that Peyton Barber is good to go, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see his workload decreased a little bit. And this be the start of Ronald Jones and his takeover of this backfield. That's right. I haven't given up on him yet. I still love this guy. I think he's going to be a legit back. Uh, Just taking a little bit longer than I expected him to, to, to do. I thought he'd come out and be the number one right off the bat. I was a little wrong about that. Uh, But I do think this is the week that he starts to prove and show to us exactly why the Buccaneers drafted him in the second round and why so many people, including myself, were high on him coming out of the draft. At wide receiver here, so Mike Evans. I mean, I think he just continues to have himself, uh, you know, another huge day here. I don't know if he goes over 100 yards, but he's likely going to score uh, with as bad as his defense has been for Cincinnati against the pass. And I do think Chris Godwin uh, actually scores a long touchdown here. Not Deshaun Jackson this week. Uh, and tight end is OJ Howard. I, I don't think you can even mess with Cameron Brayton now at this point. It seems to be all lean in OJ Howard all day long. For these guys, uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously Andy Dalton. As I just said, I've got him at eleven this week. I do think he has himself a good week. It's not prime time, so you know he'll he'll likely go back to his good uh, gold uh, gold slinging. My goodness, Matt Browning, pass slinging ways that he's had most of this season so far. Uh, I think that he's going to have a good game. Like I said, both these defenses susceptible to the past. I have Joe Mixon up there at four this week as well as so I think he's going to be able to run on this defense. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb last week in his first game as a as a starter put up over sixty yards running against him. Well, I think he's a better uh, player overall than Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon uh, is clearly ingrained in this offense. Has, has been doing a good job. I think he's going to just be able to run on this Tampa Bay defense and I do expect him to get some work in the receiving game as well. And then receivers, I think this is more of an AJ Green game. Uh no, I'm sorry. I have that I've completely looked at my notes wrong here. I do think that Tyler Boyd is going to be the guy here. I have AJ Green ranked higher because I actually have him getting two touchdowns. With uh, the matchups, I expect him to go up against. But Tyler Boyd, I expect to come through this week uh, where I didn't have him coming through last week. And he didn't. I expect him to be up there again. Putting up points for you. I have him at 12 this week. And then CJ Uzuma, I don't expect much out of him. Uh, He's really been kind of disappointing since Tyler Eifert went down. I know a lot of people, uh, once that happened, were hoping he would step up. Uh, And that just doesn't seem to be the case. I have the Bengals winning this game. Next, we've got the three and four New York Jets going up against the three and three Chicago Bears, with the Bears given the 76% chance to win and are an eight-point favorite. So, the Jets, Sammy Darnold, don't start him. Unless you have to. Uh, I I don't expect him to have a huge game here. do expect it to be closer than that. I expect this to be not necessarily a shootout. But a very good and competitive game. Uh, But I expect him to have multiple turnovers. Yet again he does have 10 interceptions already on the season. Uh, I, I expect this defense to turn him over. Although if Khalil Mack does sit. He is questionable right now with the ankle. There has been talks that they might sit him. To allow that ankle to get better. If they do that. While obviously doesn't shoot Sam Darnold up the board, I do think that helps him just a little bit. In the rushing attack here, I want nothing to do with Isaiah Crowell. Um, obviously, Bilal Powell was put on the IR earlier this week. Um, Elijah McGuire is still on the IR. I mean, if you have to, Trenton Cannon could be a nice sleeper. A guy with some upside as he can do some work in the receiving game. Uh, Obviously showed that he could rush the ball a little bit last week. He's the only guy I would even think about playing. I would steer as far away from Isaiah Crowell as possible here. For the wide receivers on the Jets, uh, this is where things are going to get interesting because really they don't have a whole lot going on here. So they resigned Rashard Matthews earlier this week. I don't think he plays. I don't think he's going to know much or really get much of this offense down that quickly. Robbie Anderson has been put to doubtful with his ankle. He's not going to play, guys. that's in my opinion already if they're saying he's doubtful, he's not playing. So that leaves them with Jermaine Curse, Sharon Peak, Andre Roberts and Deontay Burnett. The only guy out of that group I trust is Jermaine curse uh, I, I don't see how you can trust anybody else. So that's another reason why I say steer clear of Sam Darnold in this game because he really has no one else to throw to besides Jermaine Curse. And then obviously the tight end on everybody's mind, the guy that everybody loves right now and Chris Herndon, uh, who I do think has himself a good game here. I think he's going to score as he's their best red zone threat right now. Uh, Though I don't think he's going to get you many yards. For the Bears here, Mitch Trubisky is a must start. He's jumped up into the top five of quarterbacks on the season. Uh, A lot of it being how good he's been in the rushing, uh, getting you those rushing yards, obviously. Scoring multiple rushing touchdowns. I don't expect him to continue doing that, Uh, but he's going to get you the rushing yards, and I do think that he's going to be able to throw some on this Jets defense. The secondary is very good, uh, but I expect him to put up points. For the running backs, I think it's got to be Tariq Cohen. Uh, He's just shown to be more versatile at the moment. I know that they were getting Howard the ball in the receiving game a lot in the beginning of the season. He was looking good, but they've moved away from him. Mostly, I think, because Tariq Cohen, once he gets the ball in the open field, he's just hard to bring down the fact that they can't catch him. Where Jordan Howard's not really running by anybody, he's just trying to run through you. So I think Tariq Cohen's the play here. I think Jordan Howard can still have a good game here, but I think if I had to pick one or the other, it's going to be Tariq Cohen until they start using Jordan Howard more often. For the wide receivers, uh, I don't think Allen Robinson has a huge game here, um, I, and I really don't think that uh, that... Uh, Anthony Miller does either. I think both these guys could be shut down a little bit. Obviously, Allen Robinson is dealing with the groin. It is questionable. I do expect him to play, uh, but he does have a tough matchup going up against the secondary. Again, I I don't expect him to have a huge game. The guy I'd be looking at here is Taylor Gabriel. Uh, He's the only guy that I'm really high on this week. I also don't think Trey Burton's going to have a huge game here. The... Jets have been playing Jamal Adams against a lot of the tight ends recently, um, and he's just a stud out of LSU. Uh, the rookie last year, uh, obviously, doing Great things again this year. I think that he's going to have a chance to shut down Trey Burton. Uh, so Burton is a player that I would avoid this week. Um, and much like everybody else, I have the Bears winning this game. Now, moving into the afternoon games, we've got the 2-5 and five Indianapolis Colts going up against the 1-5 Oakland Raiders. Uh, Oakland actually given a 50% chance of winning this, but Indy is a three-point favorite. For Indianapolis, you're starting Andrew Luck. This defense has been pitiful all year in the Raiders. I think that they're going to continue to be pitiful. I think Luck's going to be able to put up points. The only thing that worries me about that is I think if they get up big early, uh, they won't be throwing the ball as much. They will lean heavier on the run, which brings me to Marlon Mack, who is now questionable. Uh, Again, dealing with an injury. If he is out, I think you've got to start Naheem Hines. I think Hines is the way to go. I would honestly start Naheem Hines as a flex or RB2 play anyways, as I do think that Mack is going to regress a little bit back to the means. I know he's had a great two weeks, but I don't think he's as good as he's shown. I think he's going to struggle. If Marlon Mack plays, you have to play him, but just be weary with that injury that he is dealing with. Which uh, is his ankle? Sorry, I kept saying his injury. with his ankle injury. Uh, for the wide receivers here, T.Y. Hilton, I think is going to have himself a very good or have himself a decent week here. He's really the only guy I would lean on. Uh, for the tight ends, Jack Doyle is expected to be back again this week, if not this week next week. So for me, this could be Eric Ebron's last big game. I would get out there and sell quickly on Ebron if you can. Uh, I know. That he was doing good in that first game, even with Jack Doyle there. But I do think now, with as limited as the options are that they um, they have now in the passing game, with all their, their wide receivers being hurt, I do think Doyle is going to be relied on more than we originally thought with Andrew Luck. I think that could limit Ebron's upside. I could be wrong on that as he did tend to lean toward Ebron in the red zone. If he continues to do that, Ebron is obviously going to come through for you. But I would be a little bit worried if I owned Eric Ebron right now with the return of Jack Doyle. For the Oakland Raiders, uh, I, I don't see how you can start Derek Carr with any confidence here. Uh, the Oakland defense, or the uh, the Indianapolis defense, has actually been very good. Especially Darius Leonard, that dude's been a fucking beast every week. Uh, so I don't see how you can start Derek Carr with any kind of confidence. I would avoid starting him if possible. Obviously, at running back, we have Doug Martin now taking over for Marshawn Lynch as he ended up on the IR. I would not mess with Doug Martin. I don't think he's been very good when he's been out there, uh, and I don't expect him to be very good here. If there's anybody in that backfield I would play, it would be Jalen Richard. Uh, He's been there hurry up back. He's looked good in the receiving game. Obviously, he'll get you those PPR points. He's the one guy that I would play and feel comfortable playing. Um, And I would also be on the lookout for DeAndre Washington. If Martin struggles here or if either one of those guys get hurt, I think DeAndre Washington is just one injury away uh, from being very fantasy relevant. For the wide receivers here, um, obviously Jared Cook I think is the best option at tight end for them. Uh, as he's already been very good, and I think he's going to get even more targets now with Amari Cooper gone. I uh, also see Jordy Nelson having a good game here, who intrigues me is Martavius Bryant. Uh, He's obviously shown flashes in Pittsburgh uh, last year and even the years prior to that. Uh, I think he's definitely an interesting target. He'll be playing in likely the Y spot uh, with in this offense opposite of Jordy Nelson. If Derek Carr can get him the ball. I actually think Martavius Bryant can make plays. He might be worth a pickup uh, and stash. I need to see it first before I play him. Uh, but this is definitely his week to break out now with Amari Cooper being gone. Uh, and then I obviously have the Indianapolis Colts winning this game. Next up we have the 1-6. and six. 49ers, San Francisco 49ers against the one in six Arizona Cardinals. Really, not much to talk about in this game. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are given the 55 percent chance to win it, and uh, San Francisco is a 1.5 favorite for San Francisco side here. I just don't think there's anybody worth talking about except for George Kittle. Uh, and the running the running attack here, uh, it doesn't look like Matt Breed is going to play. Even if he does, I don't know how you can trust him uh, as he just keeps coming out of the games with injuries. Uh, he's questionable again with the ankle injury. If you've got to start Raheem Mostert, but I'm not expecting that much out of him. At wide receiver, I think Marquise Goodwin could be an upside play. Um, Pierre Garçon is doubtful with the knee. Obviously, Goodwin sh- has shown one really, one game of flashes with CJ Beathard. They did have a good connection last year, uh, but he was shut out in the entire first half on that Monday night game against the Packers just a couple weeks ago. So I just don't know how you can trust anybody but Kittles. He's really the only guy who's come through for them and is definitely the apple of CJ Beathard's eyes here. Four. The Cardinals, again, same thing really for the 49ers. I would avoid everybody if possible. I don't trust Joss Rosen to put up any kind of points. I know that they just got just blitzed on Thursday night. Um, obviously, I expect him to be better than that. Uh, but I don't expect him to have a huge game here. Running back-wise, David Johnson. Interested to see if the play calling changes at all with Byron Lefwich taking over as offensive coordinator. Maybe they won't run David Johnson right up the tackle's ass every play because that's all they were doing. They didn't really look like they were designing or calling any plays to allow him to get to the outside in space and try and make people miss where he succeeds because he's a very good running back. Uh, So if they do stuff like that, I think David Johnson has a... A shot to return back to his old self. Obviously, I think if you've got him, you have to start him anyways. He was likely your first-round pick. I can't imagine that you're benching him. If you do, though, I can't blame you for it. Uh, but I do, uh, I mean, I think at worst, he's a, he's a whoa, WR2 this week, I think. And I don't think he's going to have a horrible game. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. I don't trust any of these guys. I know Fitzgerald scored last week. He does seem to be fully healthy now after dealing with that hamstring at the beginning of the year. Uh, But I need to see it out of him one more week before I can go back to fully trusting Larry the Legend again. Christian Kirk has been on and off the past couple weeks uh, on a little bit of a downward trend here after a huge 16-point game back in Week 5, slowly making his way back down into single digits. I would not trust him. Again, I think this whole offense, I need to see exactly what their offense is going to look like with Byron Leftwich calling the plays now before I can trust any of these guys. Uh, And I have San Francisco winning this game. The last afternoon game on Sunday and probably one of the better games of the entire weekend. The 3-2-1 Green Bay Packers going up against the 7-0 Los Angeles Rams. So, the Rams given a 79% chance to win this game in our 9-point favorites, which I think is ridiculous. I know they're at home, but Aaron Rodgers is a bad, bad man. Now, a a Ron, where are you? Where is A.A. Ron right now? Where is A. A. Ron? I'll tell you. He's sitting at the top of my quarterback ranks this week because I think he's going to ball out these people who are doubting him and this offense. It's ridiculous. They have the second, or no, not the second best, but their top five defense against the run, which I think is going to be great for them. I think they're going to be able to slow down Todd Gurley just enough to to give them a chance, and well, Green Bay doesn't have a rushing offense, so it's going to come down all on Aaron Rodgers. It's all on his shoulders to carry this team, and I think he's going to do it yet again this week against Los Angeles. Again, aAron definitely going to have himself a great game, and I think all the Packers will as well. For the running backs here, I mean, again, I've said it multiple times, Aaron Jones is the guy for me. I think he's the best running back in this backfield, but you can't play any of them until Mike McCarthy gets his head out of his ass and decides what he's going to do with these three guys. He just keeps deciding, oh, I'm going to play Aaron Jones. No, no, Jamal Williams. Hey, Ty Montgomery, what you doing, buddy? Get out there. It's stupid. Don't waste your time on any of these guys right now. Until he commits to one guy, we can't play any of them. At wide receiver, I think it's all Devontae Adams all day long. He's the number two wide receiver in fantasy right now. I expect him to have a very good game here. I also think Geronimo Allison could have a decent game here, but they're the only two I would trust out of this group as Randall Cobb is questionable with the hamstring injury. I doubt he plays. So Geronimo and Devontae Adams for me all day long. On the Ra- Oh, and Jimmy Graham. Almost forgot about my boy Jimmy Graham. <laughs> I hate that guy. Jimmy Graham. I actually have ranked fairly high. Tight end this week at eight. I expect him with twelve points because uh, I think he's going to score as well down in the red zone. So if you got Jimmy Graham, might as well play him because you know. Well, this this might be his week for the Rams. Jared Goff. Uh, I think you've got to play him as you know, he's got Sean McVay as his coach. Uh, what scares me is the same thing that scares me every week with, with, uh, golf is that they just don't throw the ball that much at times when they get up. Well, guess what guys, I don't expect them to get up in this game. Again, green Bay is a top five defense against the run. Uh, again, I know it seems crazy to say this out loud. I'm starting to question myself the more times I say it, but I think the Packers are going to be able to slow down Todd Gurley. Um, I just don't see him putting up a lot of points in the rushing game. Then again, the dude catches the ball and does amazing things out of the backfield with it. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Uh, so Goff, though, I think if you've got him, you've got to play him. I have him ranked fairly high this week. You know, he's he's yet again in my top 10. I've got him at 9 right now. Uh, and I don't expect him to change out of that spot. because, I, Like I said, I expect this to be a shootout. Obviously, is there really even a question about what to do with Todd Gurley? He's playing. I mean, if you want to make it, you know, have fun. If you think your team's loaded, sit them. See what happens. But other than that, you know, there's there's just no way that you can uh, there's just no way that you can doubt this guy at wide receiver. Um, obviously Brandon Cooks and oh my God, why I just went completely blank on him? Why Robert Woods? My goodness, Matt, Bobbert. Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks I think will have decent games here. I actually think Josh Reynolds could actually have a good game here. I thought he might do something last week. Uh, But the game script and everything didn't go that way. They were running the ball a lot. Even Malcolm Brown was getting in on it uh, with the running backs there with Todd Gurley. So I think the way that that game flow went kind of steered away from Josh Reynolds. Again, I think this is going to be a shootout in this game. This is why I expect Josh Reynolds to come through for you. And I'm not expecting much out of the tight ends for, for the Rams. I think, again, Gerald Everett was kind of talked up a little bit. By uh, Sean McVay last week. But until I see it. I'm just not going to believe it. And I actually have. The Green Bay Packers. Pulling the upset in this game. Alright. This leads us to the last game. Of the night. And again should be another great game. Sunday night. The 5-1 and New Orleans Saints. Going up against the 4-2-1 Minnesota Vikings. In. Minnesota, this is so Minnesota. I'm guessing because of the home field advantage here, is given a 56% chance to win, but are one point favorites. New Orleans, I think you've got to start all your guys. I just don't, there's no way you can sit any of them. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas, you've got to start them. There's no questions. These guys are all going to come through for you. Again, I expect this to be a shootout. Both these defenses have struggled. All year long, being two of the top defenses last year, have not looked anything like that. I expect this, of course when I say I expect this, it's going to end up being like a 13-14 game, some crap like that. Uh, But I expect this to be a shootout with Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees just going head-to-head against these respective defenses and just trying to put up as many points as possible. You know, I've got both guys ranked fairly high this week. Kirky all the way up at three, and Drew Brees at six. Uh, you know, again, just start them both. You, you, you've you've got to, or I shouldn't say both because I'm not to the Vikings yet. So start Drew Brees. Yeah, at the wide receiver. Goodness gracious, I'm just messing this all up because I've just got something going on. And I apologize, guys. Uh, at running back, I think Mark Ingram. This week is going to come back through for you like he did in the first game back. Uh, I think he's got the RB2 upside. I have him at 16 with 14 projected points, uh, Alvin Kamara I have in my top 10. I just I don't see how any of the linemen are going to be able to cover him. I expect him to do major things in the passing game or in the receiving game this week. And then Michael Thomas, I expect him to get back to his bad man ways. I've got him at 6 this week. I expect him to score multiple touchdowns uh, and continue just... Catching the ball and racking up yards. I mean, this dude has got a 90-something percent catch rate. It's ridiculous. He's not dropping anything. You know, Drew Brees is throwing him the ball, and he's catching it behind his back with his eyes closed and an arm tied around his back. It's ridiculous. This dude has been on fire. Uh, I expect him to continue doing so this week. Xavier Rhodes is already questionable for this game. So I don't see anybody being able to stop him. And I'm, I'm not really big on anybody else in New Orleans passing game. I know a lot of people are high on Traquan Smith. Uh, I like the kid, but he's going to be in that Ted Ginn role. So he could score you a long touchdown this week. Definitely a, an upside play if you want to play him. But I think it's going to be all Michael Thomas. For the Vikings... As I just talked about, Kirk Cousins is an automatic play. Uh, I've got him ranked very high this week. I think, you know, you've just got to put him in there. I can't imagine that he doesn't come through for you this week. At running back, so we're going to have, obviously, Latavius Murray going up against this defense. And the one thing that the Saints have is actually a good rush defense. This is where I think the game is really going to be decided because Minnesota wants to run the ball. You know, they don't want to keep having Kirk throw the ball. 40 to 50 times a game, so they're going to want Latavius Murray to do something. I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to struggle a little bit here. I have him as my 28th-ranked running back this week uh, with 11 points. I do think he's going to have a rough game against this New Orleans front, in my opinion. I could be dead wrong on that, but that's where I stand on looking at the stats and the matchup. For the wide receivers, I mean, it's... Adam Thielen, baby. I think that he breaks the record, and I cannot wait. I usually, unfortunately, don't get to watch the fourth quarters and most of the Sunday night games due to me having to be up so early for work. I usually catch the Game Pass stuff it later the next day. I'm staying up because I really think that Adam Thielen is going to break that record. I want to see it happen because I love Adam Thielen. I think he's going to get over 100 yards and score again this week. I've got him at 21 points. Actually, I actually think he breaks 120 yards and a touchdown. Also have Stephon Diggs big this week. I know he's been struggling lately, uh, but I really think he's going to come through this week. I think he's you know, back against that, uh, that NFC uh, matchup like it was last year in the playoffs where I can't remember the gentleman's name now. Uh, Marcus Williams for the Saints who missed a tackle on him for the the Minneapolis miracle thing or the Minnesota miracle. I think Stephon Diggs is going to have himself a huge game. I have him in my top ten as well this week. I have him at eight with seventeen points, and then obviously Kyle Rudolph. Have him having a decent game this week. Have him at 13 with 11 points. I uh, expect him to finally get some catches and everything. I know he was kind of shut out last week, uh, but I expect him to score and put up some points for you. So, that is going to do it for all of the games. I, unfortunately, am not going to have time to do my cover for today. Just had some stuff kind of thrown at me here. Got to go take care of it. I apologize about that, guys. Um, I will either throw it up... In the college football podcast. Or I'll probably just throw it out on Twitter. So early Sunday morning. Before the uh, London games start. Uh, I know some people. Keep giving me crap about that. Because of how bad my ones were a couple weeks ago. I did not finish 500. I'm still doing a bad job Italian that stuff up. Eventually I'm going to get that done. Uh, but again. Uh, I thank you guys so much for listening to the Fantasy Roundtable podcast. Uh, I will be back on again tomorrow. With my college stuff. As I talked about, obviously, unfortunately, finally going to have to talk about that beat down Ohio State took, which was just embarrassing, and then talk about there's a couple of really good matchups this week, obviously, with uh, I believe it's Georgia and Florida should be a great game, and then we have the rankings coming out next Tuesday, so I'll discuss that a little bit in tomorrow's podcast as well, and then obviously I'll be back again on Monday, guys, unless something happens. Uh, I'll be back Monday to do all this breaking down and everything all over again so again thank you guys so much for listening hope you guys get a win this weekend hope the fantasy gods grant you guys that enjoy the football on Saturday and Sunday and I will talk to you guys again tomorrow peace prepare for glory I don't know if you got your pop on ready. you got your on ready. I can't for an unbelievable touchdown! I would be honored if you played football for the state. No one up above his head. They can't jump, but he can't they tackle him at the forty-yard Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs>